Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Every week, Pastor J.D. ends with the ABCs of salvation, which is a simple tool to use to share the gospel. The A is for admit you are a sinner and in need of a Savior. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And the C is for call upon the name of the Lord. Now is the time of your salvation. Follow the ABCs and be saved. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Updates on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 7, 2020. In the ways they saw fit, in developed countries, this heightened oversight took many forms. Biometric IDs for all citizens, for example, and tighter regulation of key industries whose stability was deemed vital to national interests. Oh my goodness. Yesterday, I posted on social media a very well must-read article from Barry McGuire titled, What Happened to America? In it he writes, Behind the scenes, there are godless, well-funded power brokers, globalists, who want to usher in a new world order with a one world religion and a one world government. A Google search quickly identifies who they are. He then quotes David Rockefeller, who said, and I quote, We are on the verge of global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis, and the nations will accept a new world order. In prior updates I've quoted many, one of whom is Henry Kissinger and others like him, all of whom have said the same thing. We have a global crisis. The only way to deal with a global crisis is with a global government and a global leader. That's where this is going. And that's why this is happening. And here's the thing. For the last 14 years I've been standing behind this pulpit, as is my privilege to do, and I've been saying this is going to happen, and 
yelling at you and spitting on everybody in the front row, giving them a free baptism. It's coming, it's coming. (laughs) I'm not saying that now. I'm not saying it's near. I'm saying it's here. It's here. The chaos. This is the good news. Some of you are looking at me going, Pastor, you're killing me, man. (laughs) This is the good news. The chaos and the disorder in this quest for the new world order is playing perfectly into God's prophetic plan. God, who is all-knowing, is allowing all of this to happen. And He even told us that this is what would be happening, in order that the end might come. These things must come to pass that the end might come. But again, how do I say this? Lord, help me. You know, you grieve uh, deeply proportionate to the loss of someone that you loved deeply, right? So this grieving process, uh, if, if, if there wasn't this love, there wouldn't be this grief. The more you love, the more you're going to grieve. And I wonder if there are those, and I want to be careful here because I don't want to beat up on anybody, <laughs> but it does need to be said. If someone loves this world, and I'll take it further and say this country so much that they're unwilling to accept the fact that it's passing away, and they're still in that denial stage, then I don't know what to say to you. I don't, I have no words. You know, if you were to sum up and put a caption on the prophetic picture and prophetic plan in the Word of God, the the caption would be something along the lines of, don't get too comfortable down there. Don't, Don't dig your roots down too deep in the soil of this temporal world, because I'm coming to take you out of this world. You're in it, but not of it. The world is not your home. That might be an oversimplification, but that's the picture of and the promise of Bible prophecy. Now some who are going through a really difficult time, there's not so much of a problem of letting go. You're like, man, the Lord can't come soon enough. I'm so over this place. Stay with me on this because there's something here. I don't want you to miss it. Isn't it true that when things are going good, the Lord's return and the rapture, it's okay. 
But then when, not if, adversity strikes, the crisis hits, it's like, Lord, come quickly. Hmm, could it be that God has allowed crisis after crisis after crisis so that we would just throw up our hands and say, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, it's getting really bad. I, I just picture God, you'll forgive me for illustrating it this way, just picture God going, you think? Lord, this, this world is getting really bad. Hello? <laughs> I told you, at least I tried to. I've been trying to get your attention. And I guess it, it took this, it, whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. If this is what it takes, bring it on. So be it. Do you know how many people we're going to talk about too today when we close? And we will close. Don't look at the clocks. You know how many people have come to Christ because of this? God has all man's plans in the palm of His hands. I think we need to be reminded of that. And it's all playing perfectly into His plan for man in this, the last hour of human history as we know it. And it is the last hour of human history as we know it. Got an email this last week from a brother in Christ here locally. And he reminded me of this quote from Sir Isaac Newton, it's cited in Nathaniel West, The Thousand Years in Both Testaments, page 462. Here's the quote. About the time of the end, a body of men will be raised up who will turn their attention to the prophecies and insist upon their literal interpretation in the midst of much clamor and opposition. You know, when I first started doing these updates in 2006, there was maybe only a couple of guys doing it. Now, do you know how many guys are, are talking about Bible prophecy? As we near the end, I praise God, I praise God, I praise God. I think you would agree that as for this church, we've been turning our attention to the literal interpretation of Bible prophecy and the first prophecy in the Bible. You know what the first prophecy was in the Bible? It's in the book of Genesis. Genesis 3.15, the first place where you'll find Bible prophecy. Powerful prophecy. You know what the prophecy is? That the Savior of the world would be virgin born, the seed of a woman. Women don't have seed. Men have seed. Women have the egg. That's the virgin birth. 
the Savior of the world, would be born of a virgin. And though Satan would bruise his heel, that's the crucifixion, the Savior would crush his head. Oh, I can't wait. Is that bad? Because I've asked for a front row seat on that one. I'm convinced, you know, there's some references in Revelation that would seem to indicate that we might be able to have a front row seat to see that when He is cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity. Oh, can't wait. That's the first prophecy in the Bible, Genesis 3.15. And throughout the Bible, nearly one-third of the Bible, some estimate, arguably, is prophecy in the Bible. And the first prophecy, isn't that fitting that the first prophecy in the Bible, the first Bible prophecy is a prophecy of the Savior coming the first time to die on the cross for the sins of mankind and to raise again from the dead three days later and to be coming back again. That's the gospel. That's the good news. And the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the first prophecy in the Bible. That's what the word gospel is. Good news. Your debt has been paid. You are free to go. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We've been ending these prophecy updates with the gospel and also the ABCs of salvation which is a childlike simple, not childish, not meant to insult anyone's intelligence, but it's a childlike simple explanation of salvation. Jesus said that unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. He wasn't talking about becoming childish. What he was saying was you need to have that childlike trust. You know how children are so trusting, which is why we have to talk to them about stranger danger because they're so trusting. That's what Jesus is saying. Put your trust in me, that childlike trust in me. And that's what the ABCs of salvation are. But before we get to them, I want to share with you two testimonies that we received last week. The first one is, in 2016, people introduced me to your prophecy updates, which I watched somewhat periodically. As time went on, I began to share some of them with my daughter as we spent time together. Jessica did share with me that she enjoyed the videos, so I continued showing them, but usually ended the videos when you started the ABCs. One day I clued in and thought, what am I doing? So next update, I played it to the end. The next video I did the same and explained a bit more about the ABCs, and at the end I asked Jess if she would like to accept Jesus, to which she replied, yes. So by using your video, 
I was able to lead my very own daughter to Jesus. Thank you, JD. God is at work. Is He ever? Because after I calmed down a week or two later and realized what had happened, I also realized that the Creator gave me the privilege of leading my daughter to our Lord and Savior. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that God would grant me the amazing privilege of leading my daughter to Jesus. I still am having trouble containing myself. The second one is from Kelly, who writes, At my job, a co-worker and I were talking about what in the world is happening, and I was explaining to her that all of this was a stage to the point to talking about revelation, rapture, and hell. Then I asked her if she had accepted Jesus Christ in her heart. She asked, how? I was jumping up with joy, nervous, a good way, excited all at once. So we went to a private room so I could tell her. I was stuttering, handshaking, but went through it explaining the ABCs of salvation. She accepted Jesus, prayed, nervously excited, both with tears and we hugged all glory to God. Here's the kicker. I had the ABCs of salvation on my computer, but I deleted it. By the way, uh, you can go to our website, calvarychapelconeoe.com, and download. We have it in several languages, too. A a template, something you can print out in many forms uh, from our website. So she had it on her computer. She deleted it. Long story, she says. Long story short. I went to explore, found that one particular ABCs of salvation, saved it, and then was thinking, let me print it out. All this was yesterday, June 1st. I printed it out, left it in my locker at work, and totally forgot to take it home. Perfect. (laughs) Well, today was that perfect day to use it. This is why we do the ABCs. It gives you, it equips you with something that you can use. Should the Lord give you the profound privilege, which I believe with all my heart God longs to do, wants to do. He wants to bring somebody into your path that needs the Lord so you can share with them, give to them the answer of that hope that you have in a simple template. Listen, if I can do it, you can do it. Seriously, if I can do this, you can do that. No, come on, pastor, you're, you're behind the pulpit. That's the problem, by the way, and I've shared that. It's so much easier behind the pulpit than it is one-on-one. But when the Lord presents that opportunity for you to share the gospel and the profound privilege, all you're doing is leading them to the Lord. That's all you have to do, introduce them to the Savior. And use the ABCs, it's, it's very easy and it's disarming too. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, you're a sinner, and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. 
Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must all be born again, Jesus said, to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But, here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, a gift is a gift when you don't pay for it, but somebody else paid for it, right? I mean, if you pay for a gift, it's no longer a gift, it's a purchase. Well, somebody had to purchase that gift. Jesus purchased the gift of eternal life, and He paid in full for it. And it cost Him everything. It cost Him His life. And He offers this gift of eternal life. And all we do is receive it. Nothing we can do for it. He already did it. It is finished. We can't add to it. We can't do anything more for it. It is finished. And the B is for believing your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. It is definite. The jury is no longer out. The verdict is in. You will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. How how do you confess with your mouth, believing in your heart? That's Romans 10.13. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Is that too simple? Maybe it is. It's that simple. Lord, first and foremost, thank you for dying in our stead, your blood shed for the remission of all of our sins, paying in full in your death. Lord, thank you for the good news of salvation, the gift of eternal life. Lord, I pray first for anyone here and or someone watching online that has never called upon you, confessing with their mouth, believing in their heart, acknowledging their sin before you, their need for you as their Savior. I pray that today would be the day of their salvation, that they would not put off or delay the most important decision they could ever make in this life for eternal life. Today is the day of salvation. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Lord, there's still time. We know there's not much time. We know that that trumpet could sound at any time. 
And we want it to, Lord. But please, for anyone who's not ready, I pray that today they will settle it once and for all. And Lord, come quickly. Maranatha. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.